0: the bros who think podcast starring your host mr
1: lyndon burton and his co-host doom adam schubert justin baptiste and julian navarre we got a lot to get into this week fellas so lyndon whenever you're ready take it away oh
2: and you guys have a wonderful day
1: Yes, 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 ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Bros Who Think Podcast. My name is Lyndon Burton, a.k.a. Youngboy D-Wits, a.k.a. The People's Champ, a.k.a. Beard Gang is in the motherfucking building. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, this is episode 128, and I'm joined by my co-host, as always, Mr. Doom. Doom, how you doing, brother? Good, man, what's up with you? Can't complain, your ass had a... Damn near heart attack last week. That's why you wasn't. You almost died. Yo, I feel for you because this nigga lost almost all his his whole computer and producing life for the last three years. Man, I had I had a big scare, bro. If if I'd have lost
3: all my shit, I'd have been oh man, I was hurt.
1: Oof. At least you got everything recovered and glad to have you back this week. This week we last see last week I was gonna do a bunch of jokey shit, but I, I carried some of the jokey shit over this week and. Real quick, I want to get your take on the Ari Linux situation. Cause I said last week, I was like, look, bro, she gotta get tougher skin. She gotta get thicker skin. Cause like yeah. she can't be letting trolls ruin her, her day. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah, bro.
3: Like my whole thing is, is like you should know going into that career field what comes with that. Like people judge everything you do. Fact. You walk outside with the wrong shoes on, they're trying to kill you. You know what I mean? So like Those type of issues, like, I don't even understand why that type of shit bothered her at this point. Like, I feel like she done reached a point where the average celebrity don't even reach. You know what I mean? So you should know that that shit coming.
1: Then you go use the... And I know, like, look, I'm not justifying this shit. But I'm saying, then you go use the race card to make people feel for you. But it's like, nah, like... Yes, that shit's racist. Yes, that shit's fucked up. But like, don't pay someone with an egg emoji any attention. Like, exactly. Like, what do you? Exactly. What, what does that shit matter? Like, you got a hundred and fifty thousand people telling you, "Nah, girl, we love you. You beautiful. You this you that you you the you the best artist out." Like, but you worried about the one nigga that the, the one comment out of a hundred and fifty thousand that's fucking. I mean, getting I guess on your ass.
3: I guess that's human nature to some point because it's like. You you can know that, you know, shit looking up for you and people love you, people fuck with you, but that one person that's coming with the negativity that stick out to you. Like I understand that. The thing that I kind of disagree with is publicly reacting to it. Cause once you do that, then you lose your leg to stand on. You know what I mean? Not everybody and know like, they can fuck with you.
1: Big facts. Now you now, now you the human it. target. Exactly. And yeah, so I just wanted to get your take on that because I thought I was being harsh last week. But I was like, nah, 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 I'm not being harsh. That's just facts. But last week, Boosie, it tra- it tra- it, tra- it carried over this week. Little Boosie, I gotta give him his props, man. Boosie is a marketing genius. That nigga goes and wears the kappa gear, and I and whether or not he knew he could wear it or not is just hilarious. Because then all the kappas are like, nah, bro, you gotta take that off. You gotta take that off. And then it's been <laughs> we go, gonna- and then it became a discussion of. Dang, Boosie, you should watch out. They're going to they're gonna try to get you. And he like, Do these niggas know who the fuck I am? And then it became this whole Boosie versus the Kappas. And then it became ended amicably with because the Kappas danced to wipe me down. And Boosie was like, Why don't y'all come perform at the Boosie bash, do a whole step show? And then y'all could show we could do the dance, we could make it popping. So it ended up being from actual beef to nah, now these niggas come and perform <laughs> at my bash and get. The entire Baton Rouge Greek community to go to the Boosie Bash. That is amazing marketing. Like they don't realize they just got tricked. And what's
3: crazy, bro, is I don't even think it was purposely on. Me neither. Like I think he he wore the shit because he thought, like, oh, this shit different. is hard. Let me let me put it on. You know know what I mean? And he got the backlash. And instead of taking the Ari Linux approach and playing victim, he knew how to flip it into something that could work for him. You know what I mean? Like that's that's what Boosie's smart at. He know how to stay relevant, bro. He know how to flip anything that could even remotely look like a L, he know how to change it into a win.
1: Yeah. And man.
3: that's 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 an important skill to have, bro. Cause to be honest, bro, what what has Boosie done musically since he's been out of jail?
1: Nothing I, that's really hit like I hit can't it. name
3: not a song, bro. No, <laughs> like, not a song. But he's relevant. He he on top of the game. Like this nigga go live and the whole world watch. This nigga got one of the most entertaining Instagram lives ever, bro.
1: He needs to get a a YouTube channel. He needs to get a TV show, something, because that's what Boosie really gonna make his money. Give him the show, bro. Facts. I agree with that one. I don't know,
3: and I think it's just it's just them niggas being them niggas. Cause Webby was the same way. Webby. Yeah, just being themselves. Yeah, bro. Them niggas just get on being their usual ignorant self. Like they not trying to be nothing that they not. They just going out being them. And when the backlash come, they just, oh, I don't give a fuck. And once you do that, <laughs> niggas realize, like, okay, we ain't going to get them with this backlash shit. We might as well fuck with them.
1: No, yeah. And then, like I said, he going to have the entire southern Greek community at least the Black Greek community, and they're gonna have all the the different Black Greek communities from across LSU UL from all the Louisiana coming to the Boosie Bash. At least the capos to see the cap, and then you know yeah. all the other ones gonna be like nah, because then all the the girls gonna. It's just gonna be he marketed it the right that the Boosie yeah. Bash gonna go gonna be lit. So yeah, shout it, it definitely. Will. Shout out to Boosie for that one. Next up, I got yo. I don't think Cardi B should get into politics. I really don't. <laughs> like, oh, I don't care that she talked back to that, that white conservative woman on whatever network. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking in general. I don't believe Cardi B should ever, 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 ever get in politics. And I know niggas gonna be like, Lyndon, people can change, people can do this. Do you realize how much cool Cardi B has to go to before I can yeah, even bro. consider remotely qualified? <laughs> like, yeah, bro. <laughs> Like I hate saying
3: like certain shit about certain people, especially that I don't know personally. But let's keep it a beam, man. Come <laughs> on, bro. like you, nah, man. <laughs> Anything that requires some type of like intellect, Cardi B should stay away from. And I ain't calling her stupid. I ain't saying that. <laughs> I'm just saying she's not the best at communicating her thoughts. She can't even That's
1: articulate the, well. She, like,
3: yeah, bro. Fuck and other
1: shit. Fuck the. Fuck the fact she got to deliberate with other countries. Fuck the facts she would be in charge of sending bills to pass for people to live. Fuck all that. Can she articulate the thoughts that are going through the fucking head? (laughs) What's what's crazy, though, is like
3: when when she speak on shit like that, now she becomes the voice of everybody that looks like her. You know what I mean? And, bro, there's intelligent people in yes. minority communities. Like, we don't need her being the voice of what's going on with minorities. You know what I mean? Because that's that's how they look at it. You know what I mean? Like, she's the voice. She represents how they feel. You know what like, I mean? I'm like, no nah.
1: There are people way, way more qualified. Like, I'm going to just name one, and I'm going to name a female just because – and, like, she – She's like a person that goes on the Breakfast Club and talks for political thing, and I even I'm sure even herself would be like, I'm not suited for public office, but that just shows her intellect. Because my mom always said a smart man knows when he's dumb. But Angela Rye, like Angela Angela Rye, is a very intelligent African American woman and she she communicates things very well for the public to understand different policies and whatnot and even i believe herself would say like i'm not qualified to run for, for fucking office and i know people are like well trump trump ran but like trump is a fucking anomaly <laughs> like like once trump's over i don't think we'll see another trump like person for a while so let let's throw that shit out the window but it's like i i want someone way more qualified than even i want like I'm not running for office, and if, if if I don't think I'm qualified, I want someone that I feels more intelligent than me. And 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 not like you said, not that I'm questioning Cardi B's intelligence, but she cannot speak for me, my G. I'm yeah, sorry, you're not speaking for my not. Lord. Dude. There's way more, uh, Michael Eric Dyson, uh, freaking, and like there's so many people. There's like people who are Rhodes Scholars, who are African Americans, and people of color. Like, why the fuck is she speaking? Yeah, bro. I I don't know.
3: Angela Rye is a perfect example. Like I think she she should be the poster person for minority women, black women for sure. But I think she could represent minority women as a whole because I like a lot of the shit she said or says is what even got me to start paying attention to politics. Like I, I used to listen to uh she used to do a podcast. I don't know if they still do it, but she used to do a pod with Charlemagne, and they would just talk politics. But it was, like, a way to kind of, like...
1: Explain you know, it. Yeah.
3: Because i keep it a bean. Like, us as black people, we don't really pay attention to that shit like we should. You know what I mean? But she had a way of, like, breaking down what was happening in a way where the everyday nigga could understand. You know what I mean? So she had me, like, oh, now I gotta Google this. Now I gotta figure what what's going on with this. You know what I mean? She kind of got me into paying attention to the political climate. You know what I mean? So... She would definitely be way better suited than Cardi, and that's yes. no shots to Cardi. But there's way no better
1: suited. There's better people. Like there are better people. Michael Eric Dyson, like I said, Cornell West, uh, um, sh- Van Jones. They're like there's so many. Um, Van Jones. There's so many people like Melissa Harris Perry. Like we're talking educated
3: people, bro. Like, I not- I'd almost read the what's her girl name, the the black chick that support Trump. She like oh you no,
1: talking oh no, my gosh you so now you Owens I Candace- would
3: rather her than Cardi B
1: Candace Owens <laughs> Candace
3: Owens bro <bruh. laughs> at least she can back up what she's saying with some type of knowledge you know what I mean not not that I agree with shit she be talking about but at least when she say something she can give you the why she think what she think you know what I mean and it would be factual you know what I'm saying so it, it's a whole lot more people. Whole lot more people, more better suited than than Cardi.
1: Yeah, no, I think Cardi just trying to make headlines. Like she needs to get 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 in the booth, to figure out what she yeah, about hey, to rap. Hey, <laughs> hey. Like, like she, better, she better get ready to go. She is clowning. But uh, let's get into some new music. While we were away last week, "Life Is Good" dropped. Yo, what'd you think of the Future Drake collab?
3: Fire, bro.
1: Yeah, and I'm a, well, I'm gonna
3: say this going into the year, I knew that Drake was planning a solo album. And the, what a time to be alive too! And immediately I was like, "That solo album better come first, cause I don't want to hear that future shit." But that shit slapped, bro! Like that yeah, shit was. That was. was, hard. That was <laughs> if if the whole album sounded like that, I'd take either one, bro.
1: I have a question. Do you think? And I'm gonna go off. Not, I I don't know if this is a high take, but I'm gonna go off on a limb. I think that song was better than every song on What a Time to Be Alive.
3: Yeah. Like, I mean, because I really like Scholarships, bro. Scholarships is one of my favorite And I like Dirty
1: d- Diamonds Dancing, whatever that yeah. song is. Yeah.
3: But you definitely would have a case. Like, anybody who say that's better than any song on that album, they definitely got a case.
1: That song you know is fucking It's
3: It's debatable, but it definitely got a case.
1: That song is litty. Do you had another song you want to highlight from 070 Shake? Yeah,
3: man. I wish I had the title, but... She dropped like two two singles this past week, and one of them was just crazy, man. Let me let me get the title. I here.
1: got you. I'm gonna pull it up. O seven O shake. That's the that's the girl who used. To, is it Guilty Conscience?
3: Yeah, there you go. Guilty Conscious, bro.
1: Hey, when I
3: tell you this is like one of the most craziest like songs, like the way she put it together musically. Like I, I need to know who produced this because it it started out. Like, it sounded like a legit, like, you was back in the 80s. Like, it just was the 80s cents and cards and, you know what I mean? Like, it sounded like some shit you'd be listening to on classic radio. And then she flipped it and got in her bag, bro. Crazy. Like, it, if her project is going to sound like this, I can't wait till she
1: dropped, bro. That's really... I heard the song in, like... I'm not going to lie. If the project really does sound like that, then, oh, she's going to blow. She's going she to be out of here. She reminds me
3: of a female weekend, bro.
1: Mm, like make, like style-wise.
3: Yeah. Not really vocally or what she could do like as far as range and shit. Because she's not the greatest singer.
1: No, no, no. You're but, just talking about like aesthetic. Like how they're yeah. like stark yeah. personas. Yeah, it, no, I'm with you. She is nice, man. Nice. I'm, I'm trying to see the producers. I, I'm looking. I see studio personnel, but they don't want to tell me on Genius the producers. I was trying to, I was trying to get it, but Mike Dean mastered and engineered it, so you already know the deal with that. Uh, they're not really saying. I'm only seeing the engineers. I'm not seeing producers. Yo, Genius, you got to fix that. Give these producers their credit, because honestly, uh, the producers are like some of the main reason why music sounds like it does today. Yeah. Like without the producers, you don't like. I, I would say majority of these auto-tune crooners don't sound like they do. The producers and engineers. And I mean, bro, maybe we could,
3: we could talk about this on another pod. But I really want to get into why we don't like to give producers that credit. Because in every other space, you know what I mean? Like, everybody <laughs> gets... I'm not gonna say equal credit, but the people that's behind the music get their credit. You know what I mean? Like we you can you talk could, on that
1: now, cause like cause, we, we can at least attempt to. Cause I agree with you. I don't know why we don't. And I've always been a person that when like I speak on Drake's greatness, and I'm just using Drake as an example because the person behind his music is very in the forefront, and you can you know who it is. And or if you don't, then you're cre- you're clowning. You're not really a Drake fan, but. In, in Drake's case, like I said, I, I when I always say him, his greatness, I always tie and talk about Noah Forty, Shabib. Like without Forty, there's no Drake. Without like like that's one hundred percent facts, and you got to give people like f like Boy Wonder, like Metro Boomin. Like you have to give those people their credit and their just do as geniuses. Like I would say Metro had a good year, but then he fell off. Like in, in hip hop, it seems like only. We want to give producers, one, one producer a year, like, oh yeah, you're the star. But then every other producer, it seems like we let them fall by the wayside when there's people like Tay Keith, who's making people's careers what they are, hit maker. Yeah. Like, there's, we can go on and on forever. And I agree with you. I don't know why we don't, in hip hop music, give the producers more love. And I mean, it's crazy because like, when you think about like
3: these classic rock bands, like the legends, Niggas know the drummers, like yeah. nigga that never sung a note, never did. He just drummed. The guitars, And yeah, niggas yeah. respect these, like they walk around and they get the same treatment as the lead vocalist. You know what I mean? Like people respect them. Then you look at like the EDM genre. You got people like Marshmello and uh and uh I can't think of his name, the Asian dude with the long hair. Oh, Steve Aoki. Uh, yeah. yeah, there you go. He he get recognition, and they don't do nothing but put together they producing they put together sounds you know what i mean i don't Bro, understand like why guns and
1: roses we know we know uh, i know slash is more recognizable the guitarist than the lead singer axel yeah. rose like exactly. like exactly. you know you're right you are right. and we i think we need to give producers more of their shine cuz uh for example if take keith walked into a room right now i guarantee you nine like it, it would take a real hip hop head to know who take Keith was yeah and, and and nine times out of ten, everything on the radio says take you fuck this up, like you know what I mean? like. Yeah, that's his that's shit.
3: A, that's a fact. And I and what's even more crazy, day. a step further is, and this is this is when my mind kind of got amazed to like producing. You know what I mean? I'd say maybe a couple years ago, I went to uh, a show, and the club. It was it's a popular club out here in Vegas, but uh, Metro Boomin was headlining. And I was thinking, oh, it's just like, you know, it's going to be a little guest appearance and he's going to maybe play a couple songs that he produced. And, you know, it's just just because he's a big name. Everybody know Metro Boomin. But I got in there and he was like legit, like DJ in a set, you know what I mean? But his entire set was Metro produced songs and the set lasted an hour and a half and they was all bangers. Like he kept the club moving the whole time. So, I was really thinking, like, bro, this nigga is actually great. You know what I mean? Like, this nigga, he should be celebrated as, like, one of those A-tier people. You know what I mean? But I felt like half of the people in there didn't even realize. Like, because, you know, it's, like, a big tourist spot. Like, people just in the club because we clubbing in Vegas. You know what I mean? But... Niggas wasn't really peeping how I was peeping that like, yo, this nigga just did a I want to have set of exclusively Metro produced songs. And it was all your favorite songs. Like this playlist was hard, bro. But
1: see, that's the thing. like And people, when you say Metro booming now, they're like, oh, he fell off. But it's like, nah, bro. like That dude is making amazing music. He might not be in the foreground like he was when Future was doing DS2, but, like, that dude just made Heartless by The weekend, which is playing on the radio every day. Like, he's still putting out hits. Like, he is someone that should be... Why do we look at people like Quincy Jones as these type of legends, but we don't give 40... Boy, why we don't give these people these days that type of esteem? Puff Daddy is what he is. Yeah, Puff sang, and Puff had some some, uh, albums and whatnot, but for the most part... Puff is known as a great producer of music. We give Pharrell the same credit, and I know Pharrell sang as well. But it's like, why don't we give these people who don't sing and don't aren't in the foreground the same credit and love? And I and I understand that Quincy Jones made Thriller, and that might be a far out there comparison. But there's some people these days that are making amazing music, and they don't get the credit I feel they deserve. Yeah, I I don't I don't honestly I don't know
3: what it is. It's something in our culture where we just don't like we don't like giving the person the credit if they not the star you know what i mean like like i feel like
1: and i don't know when that you know, switch happened because like i said quincy jones for the is like one of the main people that like the hitmen like uh ter, uh, jimmy jam and terry lewis like uh babyface and uh in la la reed like those are people that like i know are ingrained in my head from music culture and yeah. those are people we consider legends and they are like Producers from the 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s. But once the early 2000s hits, and I think it might have to do with something of people started using computers to make music. And I guess the stigma was that, oh, people are just pressing these buttons and anybody can do it. And then when it became people are making it out of their bedroom, you lose love for the producer. But I think it even shows even more so how talented some of these kids are. Yeah. But
3: see, I don't even really buy into that because, like, even, you know, back in. Quincy Jones era you know what I'm saying like they were making synthesized music you know what I mean like I mean obviously it was more live instrument orientated than it is now but it's like they were still using synthesizers and stuff like that I think for whatever reason we we accept the moguls because we we've done it even in recent history like before recently like with the Wayne situation we did it with Birdman we did it with master p you know what i mean like we we celebrate those people but for some reason the producer don't get the love because like we'll hold Birdman to you know oh man you responsible for the whole cash money shit in the early 2000s but we completely look over the fact that manny fresh was pumping out all the hit beats for everything Facts. that they did and that's what i don't understand like manny fresh made a beat that literally if that shit start right now before the words even start coming on bitches is shaking their ass niggas is running out there trying to see what a what a girl's at you know what i mean that take talent bro like legendary talent i'm talking about nigga it's 2020 that shit will play today and get a spot moving you know what i mean but we don't celebrate Manny Fresh. I, no, I don't know Manny why Manny doesn't that get is.
1: enough love that he should. Nah, I, that's a that's a great example of someone who doesn't get the love that they deserve, like at all. Manny Fresh, low key, put on a sound for the South, and like he doesn't get enough love. Like Juicy J doesn't get enough love, if you ask me. With with Three Six Mafia, DJ Paul, like that, like all the the Houston producers. D- yeah. Screwing all them, like, come on, man! Like
3: they yeah, put on a sound, and and screw, screw, get his love, cause he passed, and that's, that's 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 something that I think, and I don't know where it come from, but it's just something in our culture where we don't celebrate the people that played a big role. You know what I mean? Cause sometimes, you know what I'm saying, you can't you can't have LeBron without the Kevin Loves, without the J.R. Smiths. You know what I mean? Like you gotta you gotta celebrate them too. You know what I mean? And like like. And that kind of was a bad example because we we see how that went with J.R. Smith and all that shit. But it's like, those people were literally crucial to the operation. Like, if it's no them, we don't have none of that legendary shit. Like, how we hold Wayne to this high regard, like, we don't have none of that if Manny Fresh wasn't doing what he was doing.
1: No, that's true. That is so true. And some of our favorite Wayne stuff is Manny Fresh stuff. So. Yo. Yeah, I'm glad we I'm glad we went on this little side note because that was. That was a good little conversation. Let's jump into the funny shit of the pod. So I want to ask you how you feel about this. A man is requesting that an Iowa court grant his motion for trial by combat in order to settle a custody battle dispute with his now ex-wife. 40-year-old David Ostrom is claiming his ex-wife, Bridget Ostrom, has legally destroyed him in court documents. According to Ostrom himself, his requested motion stems from his frustrations with his ex-wife's attorney, Matt. Matthew Hudson. Ostrom has requested the Iowa District Court locate uh, Doesn't matter where they're located. Provide him with a 12 week notice so that both parties can obtain Japanese katanas, traditional Japanese weaponry of samurai so they can battle it out. Ostrom has requested that his wife would be able to choose Hudson as a stand in combatant or champion of her choice. David Ostrom is quoted in the court document saying, to this day, trial by combat has never been explicitly banned or restricted as a right in these United States. The frustrated father also added that this method of handling legal disputes was utilized as recently as 1818 in the British court. Yo, dude, you you down with us going back to trial by combat? What
3: the fuck? (laughs) Are they considering
1: it? yeah no. what the <laughs> fuck <laughs> you not even heard it. this this is crazy <laughs> like the motion was sent in today to do the trial by car like yesterday to do the trial by combat so they waiting for what the judge gonna say what the fuck man like <laughs> bro
3: every day i hear some shit that makes me <laughs> feel like we living in like uh not the right reality <laughs> like we we ain't in the right shit like that's crazy If they grant that, then, oh, man, I lost all hope.
1: Yo, if they grant that, Negro's going to start asking for trial by
3: combat for sure. (laughs) He's going to be trying to beat their baby mama up to get out of child support. I love that
1: he he said his baby mama could pick a champion or or contender. He really got beef with that lawyer.
3: (laughs) I got to see what this nigga look like. That's confident, bro. He said champion of your choice. (laughs)
1: <laughs> he said but preferably your lawyer. <laughs> That's
3: crazy. Yo. That is crazy. And,
1: and Mr. Hudson had to send in a motion that was like we vietlim- we vehemently disagree with this notion and we should not do trial by combat. <laughs>
3: What the oh, fuck, man.
1: The fact that our tax dollars are paying for judges and people to look over these documents is a damn shame. It is, bro. <laughs> like, I don't know what the
3: fuck is wrong with people these days.
1: <laughs> Yo, if he, if I'm
3: this losing. happens,
1: I want to see the video. <laughs> like, <Facts>. no. <laughs> they
3: better stream this live. And I is he going to kill that? him?
1: Because they're using Japanese swords, or is he just going to cut off his arm? Like, what is going to happen? Oh,
3: they better stream
1: this. I'm watching. <laughs> fuck that. I'm watching. Yo, that shit is nuts. Oh, man, speaking of nuts, last week, R. Kelly's, and I, and I know I put R. Kelly on the list of people we don't want to talk about, but I'm not talking about her because of him. I'm talking about what these girls did. So, Jocelyn, one of the girls that was in the R. Kelly, I... Wh- I'm gonna say dungeon, and I'm gonna say because she was. I'm not gonna say hive because she's not a fan. R. Kelly abused that that poor girl, so she was there, and this other girl named Ariel was there, and they started fighting on live stream. And she, and Jocelyn was like, "Why would you do this to him? Why would you do this to the aura?"
3: Yes, yo,
1: yo. <laughs> the bitches was fighting on live stream.
3: I I seen it, bro. Like,
1: I just
3: I don't even know, bro. Like I'm still trying to wrap my mind around how
1: the aura
3: how he pulls this off. Cause I feel like after a certain amount of shit that you attempt, money can only buy your way through so much. So
1: much, yeah.
3: This shit been going on forever, bro. It's time to cut it out, man.
1: <laughs> it's time to cut it out. It's, it's been time time to shit, cut this shit out. Oh shit how is this shit still going? But the, but I will say the Ariel girl been using all her footage and she say she about to turn on him. So it may be a break in the case. And maybe that's why Jocelyn was like, why would you do this? Because she's like trying to save her mans. But it's like, yo, this shit is nuts. So Jocelyn her, Jocelyn is not going to ever change. But Ariel seemed like she, she changing. But is she doing this for the bag? Is she doing this so she don't go to jail? Because like a couple months ago, she was straight. But she said she recently saw the R. Kelly documentary, and that opened her eyes. So I
3: yeah, I don't know. I think she realizing that her little good thing is done. Now she trying to figure out what's
1: the next move. Move, yeah, because R. Kelly going to jail no matter what, like whether it's for child support or whether it's for, for this, but, and that money train is is stopping. They got kicked out of Trump Tower. And, they, and the they fact done. that R. Kelly had them living in Trump Tower says so much, like. F- <laughs>
3: Oh, man, that's it's just all bad. Like, at this point, I don't even know how to react to none of the shit. Like, I just
1: can't believe that it even went this far. It went too far, bro. Like, that shit is ridiculous. Like, oh, man, like, the parents need their Everybody need their ass whip involved in this situation, except the girls. Like, everybody need a whip. whip. Yeah, bro. The parents at all. I still need to
3: know where the parents were. Like, I still need that question answered.
1: Doom said, I still need to know. <laughs> I'm
3: serious, bro. Like, I I, I I, don't understand how at no point do you start to feel like, okay, this is going too far. I'm uncomfortable. I'm going to get my daughter. <laughs> like, th- th- they was just chilling at home, watching Netflix and shit. Like, what the fuck happened to it went on this long where they just was like, oh, I lost my daughter. Fuck it. You know what I mean? Like.
1: Even if she leave, I'm calling the cops to come get her ass. I don't care if she's yeah, sixteen, bro. she gotta go.
3: <laughs> and know? I heard I heard that at some point they attempted to, but it was after they turned eighteen.
1: Yeah. So it was one waited. of those
3: situations where
1: So you waited for two years? Like yeah. that tells me they was getting money. Like they that something something wrong with this picture. Like like you yes. said, you just chilling at your house watching Netflix while your daughter's with this this abuser. <laughs> Like what do you uh, do?
3: Creepy nigga that you and you know what's going down. Like, come on, man. You you listen to this nigga music. You know what's happening. You know what's <laughs> on his brain. Like, I'm saying as a parent, there's no possible way. Like, you would literally have to kill me for me to leave without my daughter. Like, that's <laughs> just that's how it would go. Like, I just don't understand how they just didn't think like Fuck a 18. Fuck the cops can't make her leave. Fuck all that. Like, at yeah. some point, you have to draw the line. You gotta meet how, up with the aura. Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand how they never drew the line. That's just crazy to me.
1: No, that shit is nuts. I blame all the handlers, all the, the R. Kelly management, all these. Like, there's no way these people didn't know. Like, I, I, I almost want to blame Trump Tower, too. Like, yeah. why y'all let these bitches stand here? <laughs> what are you doing?
3: Add, add that to the long list of shit to blame that nigga for.
1: <laughs> that that oh, shit,
3: shit. Oh man, that's crazy, bro.
1: It's just nuts. But also with his nuts, uh, Antonio Brown's never going back to the NFL. And I know I said he was on the list. We not talking about no more. But niggas just keep doing dumb shit. Yeah, why well, was Antonio Brown on TMZ with his? The sad part of this whole story is the fact that his children, who I know will remember some, remember this some type of way because. This is was an impressionable thing I think would would be impressionable on children. They just looking as they daddy calling their mama everything but a child of God with the police standing outside. He's saying "f the pigs." He, he just doing everything outrageous, and then you see the cops picking up the little kids and putting them in the back seat. Yo, that was so sad. Like all bro, of that was so sad.
3: I think at at some point we need to get them some help, bro. <laughs> gonna get like, this nigga help not, was- on a serious note, bro. Like. Somebody got to step in and say, like, his mind isn't right.
1: That's like, his family, just
3: at, at for a minute. I was thinking, like, okay, he just egotistical. He, he, one of them niggas, you know what I mean? That's just like, he a little, he a little more out there than the average person. But he really at a point where I think, because everybody got their little CTE theory on it and all this other shit. And I think it is that. And a fact that something is seriously like mentally wrong, bro. Like that kind of shit is it wasn't even funny no more. Cause it was yeah, cool it really laughing wasn't. at his antics, bro. But when you see him like, bro, you did that to your kids. And regardless of how y'all fell out, that's still the mother of your kids. Like you yeah. gotta you gotta maintain a certain level, level of decorum, of, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I, I'm I'm speaking as somebody who I definitely don't agree with everything that the mother, my kid does or says, but you got to keep it at least somewhat cordial for the sake of your kids. You know what I mean? And I'm saying this is, this is the conversations that me and the, me and my child mom have when my kid is not around or not listening, you know what I mean? And then you still got to keep a level of respect just to avoid that affecting your kids. But bro, his kids was there.
1: They saw all that shit. And and it's on the internet. It's going to be
3: there forever. Bro. And that's the thing, too, is that people people talk about it a lot, how, like, our age, we like the last people that got to grow up without all of that shit. That shit is everlasting for them kids, bro. Like, one, that's a traumatic event regardless. But that shit could literally just be pulled up 20, 30 years from now. You know what I mean? And there's nothing you can do to...
1: They could be in high yourself, school, yourself, you 17, know what I mean? year, 17 years old, forgotten all about this shit. And then one day, nigga, your daddy crazy. And <laughs> then just pull up the shit. Yeah, bro. And I'm saying the cops
3: were there to help him. Yeah, That's the part that blew me. Like the cops were there to avoid a conflict and to remove her from the property. The situation, yeah. So nigga, you wanted her gone. They come to remove her. And then you start cursing them out. You know what I mean? Getting crazy with them, calling them hella names and all this other shit. Like,
1: yeah, I didn't get I, that. I didn't. Some, I didn't get why he was cursing the cops out.
3: Yeah, something just wrong with him, bro. Like, and and not in a good way. Like, because you know you're right, I,
1: the cops were there to escort her away. It wasn't like they was getting yeah. him away. They it was, was like,
3: there for her, not him. And like, they were
1: literally there to help him. Like, <laughs> yeah, because if they wasn't there, he'd have did some dumb shit. Yeah, bro like that could have got bad that could have got real bad real fast no you right damn i didn't even think about it like that
3: he he just nuts like i like literally like the yo he's off his rocker like something ain't right he going to then... be
1: sick in like 10 years and like this time in 2020 or like, i guess uh 20 tw- what would it be 2031 he going to be sick <laughs> he going to be sick like that nigga going to be regretting a lot of shit But I don't even think that. Like,
3: I think his brain is just so far gone that he don't even understand what's going on. Like, he's not going to ever regret it because he don't even understand that bad shit is happening. Like, I I really think that he's that gone. You know what I mean? Just just from listening. Because, like, the shit that happened with Oakland, that was like, okay, nigga, you are really tripping. But... I thought, oh, is, is he he one of them wide receivers? Is his ego. You know how they paint the the diva wide receivers out to be. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I, that's what I thought was going on. But then you go to the the Patriots, and when you think about it, like you remove the NFL and this crazy ESPN storyline, and you literally just think about what he did. The man has a job paying him millions on millions of dollars. And for whatever reason, something happened that you don't like, and you call your boss a cracker. Let let that sink <laughs> in, bro. How stupid that is! Like, not to mention, if you rewind a little bit before that, the man was forty-eight hours away from his guaranteed money. All he had to do was put a fucking helmet on, and he refused to do that. Like yeah. that should have been a red flag for everybody. But and wait, he called his really... other
1: boss. He called his other boss at the at the, uh, at the Raiders a cracker too. He yeah, almost bro, tried to like, fight
3: him. This nigga, it, like, bro, that that to me, like, looking back on it, I should have stopped and realized, like, yo, he ain't doing the normal diva shit. No, we, like, was,
1: we was too busy in the hype. Like, yeah, was, bro.
3: Like, at some point, bro, like, any normal human being, like, regardless of what's going on within the organization, that that's like football shit. That's like little league came out with a little rule, nigga. You need to upgrade your helmet. Put the fucking helmet on. Yeah, you comfortable wearing this when you wore it your whole career? We understand. But nigga, we talking 50 M's is on the table for putting on a fucking helmet. (laughs) Just put it on, bro. Like, (laughs) I don't understand. You know what I mean? Like, that should have been a red flag that, okay, this nigga just don't have the ability to process the situation. Like, he just don't understand what he's doing. And then the shit with the Patriots, that was crazy. The fact that they even gave him a second chance looking back on it is nuts.
1: And then the fact that he, he thought after the second chance was over that, oh, I'm going to talk shit on the owner, but then apologize, and then talk more shit, then apologize, talk more shit. The Saints bring you in. A po- uh, say you're ready to play they don't sign you. You talk shit on them. Then you apologize. Now you making a song. No more white women. And you and the owner of the Saints is a a, a white woman. Yeah, and then yeah. like like bro, all of that shit just don't make no sense. That's
3: I, literally, I, like, I
1: knew the Saints weren't signing that nigga. Like no matter how much Sean Payton was and Gail Benson was not paying. Miss Benson was not paying him them the racks. When you making a song. No more white women. I'm a white man, woman, nigga. What is wrong with you? That's a fact. <laughs>
3: He just, I think he gone, bro. And especially, like, I don't know if you go back and watch the, the live where he was talking to the cops and shit. Like, even his speech sound fucked up. Like, I think people got a good point with that CT shit. And I see why the league is going to this. this you know, how everybody complain about, you know, oh, they can't hit nobody no more. Well, well shit. Niggas turning out like this. Because, you
1: know, like. Let me people flip don't you realize out. it. Yeah, let bro. Me, from, wait, like, let, let me flip end, you all Because everything you saying is true. Go watch the Aaron, Aaron. I started it today. As soon as we finish recording, I'm gonna watch it some more, and I'll give a review next week. But that Aaron Hernandez documentary is fucking nuts. Fucking I gotta watch it. Nuts.
3: I gotta watch
1: it. Nah, that shit is in like. Does it, it? Does it talk about CTE? I'm. I'm. I'm sure that's coming up. But right now, we're learning his family background,
3: yes. and it is
1: nuts. Like, I'm yes. sure that's coming up because a lot of people did blame CTE for the Aaron Hernandez stuff. But like, yo, that like. I'm not gonna compare Antonio Brown and Aaron Hernandez, of course, but like just from the c t stuff that was that was mentioned before this documentary about Aaron Hernandez and seeing like some of the stuff that led to what happened with him. and if c t e played a fact, then it's like, I understand, I understand. And then you look at cases like Junior. Sayhow, who killed himself because of what they believe is c t e. and it's like, yo, bro, these 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 dudes are going going crazy. You see people retiring early for a reason, Andrew luck, Luke Keekley. They're not trying to damage their brains anymore. Like I said this yeah. the other day when I was watching football. Football is legitimately a gladiator sport. Like, we're, like, ah, it is for sure. it's back to the Romans watching people in the Coliseum. We're watching gladiators. And what's, what's
3: crazy is, is, is to that point, even after they, like, softened it up so much. It's like, still I can't crazy. even, like, I wish, I wish, like, i was able to process the football i was watching when i was a kid because that was when shit was crazy bro
2: that's yeah it really like, was. Niggas was
3: trying to <laughs> kill niggas on the field bro
2: and now you can't
3: you can't do that you can't like you literally cannot do that <laughs> like People it's just not even the crown
1: of their helmet you can't yeah do that bro
3: like it's, it and, and like i feel like now we kind of move just as a society looking back we done move to more like we we respect for people more just in general as a whole like i think yeah people moved in the right direction as far as that goes so i don't think nowadays you wouldn't find too many niggas there's still niggas like that but you wouldn't find too many niggas like stepping out on the field like yo we about to kill some niggas like (laughs) because people really had that on their mind like yo we trying to hurt this dude you
1: know what
3: i mean like People like nowadays, bro, all these players, they cool with each other, they party together and shit. Like, I don't think it'll be all that. But it's a CTE is a real problem. If this is what it's doing, like if you look at Aaron Hernandez, you mentioned Junior Sayo, I didn't even think about that. But um, and now Antonio Brown, like if this is what can happen from that, I think the league got a problem, bro, like a big, a big issue. Yeah. And it's no, it's no wonder why they was trying to quiet everything up.
1: And they still trying to quiet it up. We blaming everything else but that. So like now looking back
3: because you gotta think, we as the public, we didn't know before recently that this is what the type of shit Antonio Brown was on. We just thought, oh, this nigga just egotistical, he he walling, you know what I mean? But if think about if you you know, you somebody high up in the organization, you notice your player wigging and something is seriously not right with his brain. What's the easiest way to make it look uh, like, yeah. oh, we gon we gonna fucking accuse this nigga of you know, whatever they accuse him of sexual assault, harassment, whatever the fuck it was. I don't I don't know the correct wording for what he did, but they accuse him of that shit, make him look like the demon, so you can just all right, we had to part ways with him and hope that niggas don't find out what really happened, but what they don't realize is Antonio Brown is one of them niggas. He don't give a fuck. He don't give a damn. He he all out in the public with his personal, everyday shit. His brain is gone, bro. Like, that nigga brain oof. is done.
1: It, it's sad, bro. Like, that, that whole shit is sad. But oof, let's let's keep it pushing. We got two more music things. Big Sean's uh, new album, Detroit 2, is in the works with apparently features from Kendrick Lamar, Drake, Young Thug, Future. Are you excited for this Big Sean album, dude?
3: I am, bro. I think I think this is his chance to prove that he belong in the list of names that everybody else think he is.
1: I think he put more pressure on himself calling it Detroit, too, because Detroit 1 was so fucking good, and he hasn't put out a project of the quality of Detroit. So I do think what you're saying where this is his chance to show out, but I also think there's a flip side to that. If he doesn't show out, I think Sean might be done. and And not done in the sense of, like, Oh nigga's not going to check for him no. More. I think it's just like, oh no, you're permanent like we not looking at you in that tier of Drake, Kendrick, and Cole. Like you're in your tier and like that's all like that's all like you you're you. There's no more expecting anything better from this. Like it's over with now. Nah.
3: I still I still credit Big Sean for being the leader of a big movement. You know what I mean? Like he one of those artists that I feel like he he's a legend like we're gonna we're gonna talk about him even 20 years from now even if Detroit 2 is trash but I think if he want to really solidify his spot on the list with the Coles the Drakes the Kendricks he gotta go crazy on his album like he got to and I think he know that which is why he's been working for so long and I think yeah. the 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 album he gonna have Nigga's gonna be checking for some content, cause
2: oh, we are gonna be looking, at The shit
3: that's that's sure. that's that's going on with his girl, and you know, just life in general, where he where he at in his career. Like I think we wanna hear what he gotta say.
1: One hundred percent.
3: It's gonna be hard for him to. Let me not say that. It, it's not gonna be hard, but it's. I don't think it's gonna be as much of an uphill battle. He don't have like much to prove. All he gotta do is just. Speak on what is going on in his life, and make good music. just Just let it be a good project, and it's gonna be good. Especially with the with what we we talked about the wrap up for the past year, music been kind of weak. It has. If you give us a good project, bro, everybody gonna love Sean again.
1: But that's my thing. It's like I agree. I, like I agree, he doesn't have anything to prove in the sense of like his ability. Like all he has to do is just go out and make a good project. But that's been his detriment to where it's like. He has not put out good albums. You know what I mean? Like, he's put out Detroit One, which was fire. But other than Detroit One, can you name me a, 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 an amazing Big Sean project? Nah. And, and I, that's I my definitely,
3: thing. I definitely see where you're going, but I feel like
1: or Dark Sky Paradise was pretty good too. I'll give yeah. him that one. Yeah, I mean, all of his projects
3: were good, but I think he just never had outside of Detroit. He never had the project where niggas was like, "Yo, this was the one." Like, yeah, true. I think I think he need the one where when everybody do their 2020 end of year wrap-ups, that one of the first projects that come to mind is Detroit 2. If he do that, then niggas look at him in a different light, you know what I mean? As far as his entire career. You know what I mean? Like you got to look at him in a different light. Cuz he's already done everything that you would want to check the boxes off on for people who are legends. Like in my true. book, in my book, I know a lot of people would probably disagree with that, but I, I think if there was, like, a legend checklist, he he done checked off most of the boxes already. And I think all he need is that, like, really standout, like, okay, some niggas dropped, some heavyweights dropped in 2020, but we still got Sean on the top of the list. He just never had that album. You know what I mean?
1: A standout album where, like, his... Hit like, for example, when Forest Hills dropped, you knew that was probably the best album of the year. Or when yeah. Kendrick dropped Good Kid, Damn to Pimp a Butterfly, those were the best. You know, Drake dropping nothing was the same. Like Sean has never, when he dropped, he's never been considered the best album, rap album of the year. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. I hope, I hope it's good, man. I really do. I want it to be good. You, you told me about another album, Revenge of the Dreamers Three, the deluxe version coming out. Why they waited so long for this? This, this for me, to me seems like. They added two songs, gave us a new cover with some art. This seemed like they just milking it as long as they can. Am I, yeah. am I tripping?
3: I mean, that's, that's what it is. It's like as soon as niggas was like, all right, it did good. It won the awards, awards. You know, we fuck with the album. All right, now we off that. Now they dropped the deluxe. Like, I see what he doing. You know what I mean? And he also setting up his team, which I respect. Like, Cole is a genius. You know what I mean? Like, he, he's, he's great at what he do. But I don't. I don't think this is one of them albums that you know we need to go rush to check for. It's yeah, only it's fair. only two new tracks. But I am really interested in hearing the uh, Ari Linux track, just because yeah. everything she had going on. Hopefully she kind of addressed that. Like I feel like this might have something touching on that. You know what I mean?
1: I hope so. I hope I hope we hear some some good from Ari. But like you said, yeah, I'm not gonna be checking for this at all. I'm gonna just hear when I hear it. And the final topic, this is our discussion topic of the day, the main one we got. If you could change one thing about the opposite sex, what would it be? If you could change one thing about the opposite sex, what would it be? For me, I think women keep messy bathrooms, bro. And, like, that's just me. I think they got to change their bathroom uh, hygiene. That's just a fact. Like, wh- wh- like women will keep a clean house. Don't get it twisted. Women will have a clean bedroom, clean ba- clean kitchen, clean living room. But see that damn bathroom? Yo, that's the, all you, the hair and all them curling iron yeah. makeup everywhere, all that shit. Get that shit out of here.
3: You're right about that. You're right about that. That's a tough ass question though, bro. Cause and uh, don't get it twisted. I ain't saying that it's cause it, it's a long list of shit. I ain't saying that. I'm just saying <laughs> it's <laughs> it's fucking it's tough. I think for me being in a relationship, once you get to a certain Level relationship, you start noticing different shit, and it and it could not be all females. But for me, I think that I could change one thing. It would be women have a lot of their happiness tied to money. Oof, and not that that's a bad thing. You know what I mean? Because money is something you can use to get the shit that makes you happy. You know what I mean? But I feel like with more so in women, is tied to materialism. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. Like see, they, I'm, they I'm glad want... you
1: changed it to materialism over money because it could be what well, it could be like other people like other people liking your picture or commenting like saying like ooh this is this or just materialism in general, man. Like yeah. it's like why do we care about these things or what these people think about it? Like fuck all that shit, yo. Yeah,
3: bro. Because me, I'm one of them people, bro. I don't care about none of that shit. Like. And don't get me wrong, bro, there's absolutely nothing wrong with wanting to have that nice bag. or You know what I mean? Go and get, you know, this new outfit that you want that's really expensive that you think you would look good in. Because, you know, that's real important for women. They feel good when they feel like, you know, I'm I'm beautiful and that type of thing, which women are. You know what I mean? But if I could change one thing, I would have... The, the happiness shouldn't be directly tied to the material things. Like let's 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 enjoy the experience. You know what I mean? Yeah. Let's enjoy it building together. You know what I'm saying? That's X, let's build. That's, that's me. That's that's I just me. But I, I could be I'm getting too you. deep. I could no, be I could I'm be a bro you. that's thinking a little too much.
1: No, I no, no I, I, I like the route you going because like I went on some service shit. Now nah, I'm with you. Let's build, nah, bro. Like, oh, you talking to you talking to the choir with this one, like. My thing is, on like, the materialism, 100%. We can't let other people or other things determine our happiness or let other factors or people adjust your happiness or emotions exactly. toward the people you that's, love.
3: That's the big one. That's yeah. the big one, bro. That actually might be what I was trying to get at, <laughs> to be real. You just said it a whole lot better than me, but that's it, bro.
1: Like, we cannot let other things, factors, whatever it is, determine our happiness. And then on top of that, if something negative happens in whatever frame of our life, you don't get your bag, you don't some, – something happen at work. So whatever it is, don't let that negativity seep into the household. Exactly. Big facts. Like, exactly. Has, yeah. <laughs> i you. They,
3: they got a bigger picture to it all. You know what I'm saying? Just stay focused on the big picture and we straight. Them them bags gonna be there. We we'll are gonna get you them bags. I'm gonna get you everything you need. Just just don't don't trip out on me right now. You know what I mean?
1: <laughs> no, I'm let with me, you. Let me let me get it. <laughs> I'm rocking with y'all down With yo, we gonna... <laughs> And look, ladies, I know y'all got things y'all want to change about the men. their dogish ways. Their <laughs> their their dirtiness. <laughs> Those dirty dirty men. I know. I know. Let us know in the comments. Let us know. At bros who think. Let us know what you think. If you're a woman, what would you want to change about the opposite sex? Or if you're a man, let us know what you would like to think. Let's start the discussion and see if we can come to like a, a kind of agreement between the sexes. Let's try to start this discussion. Like I said, let us know at bros who think. But doom, real quick before we get up out of here, the boy is back January 22nd. Zion is lacing the shoes up. He coming out. What you think? Oh, you leave I, I can't wait, man.
3: Yeah, I'm I think, I'm, I'm excited. It's the turn, man. I'm I'm This season, I I let go of the hope that anything will happen, anything crazy. Even if we do somehow sneak into the eighth seed, I don't think we make it out the first round. That's just me.
1: Fuck no. But
3: the future is super bright. And I'm not just saying that as a, oh, I'm a fan. I hope my team get their shit together. Like I'm saying I can see the pieces that they have now. Like Their core is going to be scary, bro. When the shit get right, it's going to be scary.
1: The fact that now Lonzo's finally playing like I always wanted to him, it always fucks with me. Because it's like, yo, you're now balling with Brandon Ingram, balling. Like, this could be a potential big three. I see why people thought of you as an all-star. I was right with my initial takes. Like, you have potential. You just got to play like it every time and stop being. I, and I'm not going to say lazy, because I I. Uh, me and Julian was talking about this off-air, and I'm sure we'll get into this later in the pod. I think he was injured. He had to have been injured. Yeah, there's no way. Like, cause me and Julian used to say that. Oh, we think he's lazy, but nah, bro. There's no way. Cause that that it's night and day. The play style from beginning to, of the season to now.
3: Yeah, and I I got a couple theories on on Lonzo, but ah man, like what
1: you got? He, let it know. We 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 getting into
3: it. What's up? I think I think, and my my view is kind of changing as of recently, just watching the behind the scenes shit. But initially, I was. 100% convinced he did not want to be in New Orleans.
1: Oh, that so what dude. he was going to okay.
3: do, what he was going to do, I'm going to start the season off playing mediocre, half-assed. I'm going to still do what I got to do to get my minutes, but I'm half-assing it. And then when that trade deadline start approaching, I'm going to turn it up, let these niggas know, like, hey, if y'all shot me around, I'm I'm cool with that. I'm gone. You know what I mean? And, and it pick his value up. You know we get into that point in the season where teams trying to figure yeah, out some little moves to jump ahead. You know what I'm saying? But I think not to his plan, he started bonding with the guys.
1: He started liking they, New Orleans.
3: Yeah, he started vibing with the city. Because I think that's a, that's a big difference. And I'm saying this as somebody who is living on the West Coast from Louisiana. You'll notice that people not... Like, the vibe of people is not the same. Like, everything is always, you know, how flashy are you? How how much money you got? How much You always got to keep up with the image on the West Coast. But in Louisiana, niggas just, man. Nigga, it is what bourbon. it is. Let's drink. Yeah. You turning up. We don't give a fuck about it. none of that. The Saints won Sunday, nigga. Turn up. You know what I mean? That's all people care about down there. And it's just fun. You know what I mean? And, like. That California lifestyle is nothing like that. So I think he he started bonding with the guys. I'm hoping that somehow he he been getting around and he's starting to enjoy the city.
1: Well, he did an interview, He and, and, and I don't know. I'm not going to say that this interview said your theory, but it speaks to what you – you in the right direction. He did an interview with Will Guillory where he was like, I wasn't fully comfortable with the city when I first moved but now the city started to embrace me and I feel more comfortable here and I feel like I can make this my home. So you might have been on the right path with, with your with your conspiracy theory because he definitely, I think, feels way more comfortable in New Orleans and actually considers it as a potential future spot because it's less pressure, bro. Like I get you want to be in a big city. I get you want to get the shoe deal and everything, but that wasn't working for you, and you don't realize if you are loved in Louisiana, you're going you gonna to make money, yeah. bro. you gonna get a a shoe deal just based off of everybody in louisiana trying to get that damn shoe that's a fact and bro
3: another thing is i think that played a big part about it like they had a stretch where they was just bad like it Mm -hmm. just didn't look good and then they start i don't know what the fuck happened honestly half of it was the fact that he started balling really was the team started just playing where like you watching them and you like okay this is a playoff caliber team. Like they might not be ready right now, but this is a playoff caliber team. Like I literally compared our rosters to some of the higher seed teams. And like, I think we may be a couple role players away from being a top seeded team. Like we, cause you think about the core, like the stars, we talking about Lonzo playing like we've been seeing. Brandon Ingram is an all star. I don't give a fuck if they snub him out of the all star game. I'm never watching the NBA again. He, Fucking...
1: they, they might snub him, but he <laughs> shouldn't
3: be snubbed. Uh, yeah. I feel like if he don't make it, it's only because he plays in New Orleans.
1: Yeah, and I'm, I I'm could
3: tired buy of that. I'm tired of people like playing our sports market. Like it took the Saints so long to break out of that. You know what I mean? Like we had to. You've you seen what Drew Brees had to do. Nigga had to play amazing for a decade, over a decade, for the niggas to finally say, okay, the Saints is a legitimate team. You know what I mean? They do the same thing with the Pels. Oh, even worse. In, even in worse his defense, the though, the Pels were a bad organization. Like, they completely dropped the ball with having Anthony Davis on their roster for as long as they did. And as committed as he was to being great in New Orleans. They dropped the ball. You know what I mean? Like, there's no defense. There's no excuse. They, they had the worst that.
1: medical staff in the in the damn organization. They were sharing a medical staff with the Saints. Like, it was so bad. Every
3: was every part of the organization was just terrible. And I think Griff kind of opening people's eyes. Like, the moves he made just in the short amount of time he'd been with us, it was crazy. You know what I mean? Like, he literally turned the franchise around. Like, when we lost AD. I was like, nigga, it's over. I don't give a <laughs> yeah. fuck what Zion do. He can't save us from this, and we ain't even see Zion play. Like most people would argue, he might be the best player on our roster. We don't know that for sure yet, but we we doing what we doing without debatably our best player.
1: And see, so that's crazy. It's that's crazy on top of the fact because Brandon Ingram is looking like a franchise. Like Brandon Ingram is looking like a cold blooded killer, and I'm I, I love it too. All I'm saying is
3: I I love Derek Favors, bro. bro yeah, like we can get we can get Jackson Hayes right to where he, you know, maybe in the offseason he put on some pounds, he worked on rebounding and just being more aggressive defensively. Like I feel like teams kind of pick on him, like yeah, he a know, baby. Yeah, they, they 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 pick on him when when you got a true big man against him. But besides that, if you think the offense. Running at the pace that they do with Lonzo. And I really think, honestly, after what I've seen this season, Lonzo Ball, if he just keep improving, just slightly, just keep improving at the rate that he is improving, he going to go down as one of the league's best passers ever. Like, he going to be Ooh, one of the I best assist men to ever play the game. Like, he really got that kind of vision. And I think he finally coming into the confidence, like, he realized, like, yo, these niggas can't fuck with me. When we running, we going to score the ball. Like it, transition, you're not stopping the Pelicans in transition. Like it's just not happening. I don't. I don't see it. Yeah, you I gotta don't make them a half court team in the league. Like you have to. They like if the coach can't figure out how to make us play a half court offense, you're losing. Like you will lose the game. That's how good they are, and they only lose to the top tier teams. Like in this recent stretch, yeah, like they the only like, shit together. anytime we play one of them teams where you like, oh, it's the Pistons. Like we gonna win that. Oh, oh, it's the Suns. It's the... You know what I mean? Like, we win those games. We just finally lose the Bucks and, you know, the the top-tier teams. But we even beat the Rockets and shit.
1: Yeah, we did. We did beat the Rockets. So. And we
3: ain't get smacked since the Dallas game.
1: That is true. Like, we ain't got beat bad since that. You know, you're right. Like, the last... Like, we lost to the Lakers, but that was... Ten points. We lost to the Jazz. That was two points, which we should have tied that game up. No, we got smacked by the Celtics. The Celtics were by ass. I'll give them that. Celtics beat us oh, one forty yeah. to one hundred and five. But I,
3: yeah, I forgot. But
1: but that's because everybody I, was hurt. I, I, I don't even think Brandon Ingram played that game. Nah, he didn't. No, br- no, he did. But like, I don't. When we was missing Drew, we was missing uh favors. We was missing uh, uh what's that? We was missing Redick, and we was missing Drew Holiday. Yeah. So nah, nah, that 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 was a that was a a whack. Uh, that was whack. Because sure, that shit
3: was on ESPN.
1: Yeah, that was a bad look. But oh, man, but Zion is on his way back. Doom, tell the people they can find you out on social media, my brother. At little Doom SJE, Instagram and Twitter. Y'all be sure to follow Doom and hit him up on Twitter. But let's get into the segment called Bros Who Ball. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's that time of the podcast for the segment we like to call Bros Who Ball. I am joined as always by my co-host for this segment. Just let me introduce Mr. Adam Schubert. Schuby, how you doing, brother?
0: Man, Zion would come back to a game that I don't have tickets for.
1: Hey, chill, chill, bro. We're gonna talk about that a little later in the show. But I feel you. I look, we're gonna, we're gonna get a dive deep in that. But glad to have you on the show. Jonas is always back. Well, no, he was here last week. He was, he was here last week, but. We had to do the little early thing for him, but he was here, so I'm not going to give him shit. Mr. Julian Navarre. Julian, how you doing, brother?
4: Oh, man, it feels great to be back on Twitter. I had a week of cleansing. I couldn't speak because Kirk Cousins did his thing. Came back Sunday and been looking up ever since. I'm doing great.
1: <laughs> yes, you are, and, I, and you got on Twitter at the right time because we will talk about the LSU Fighting Tigers in a little bit, but we got to get the net. But also joining us will be... Coming back on for for the uh, NBA segment When we talk football he won't be talking But he'll be back on for the NBA segment But let me introduce him now Mr. Justin Batiste, how you doing brother? After I, like- I talked shit on you on the pod I, I'm not going to lie you, I don't know if you heard it But I definitely was talking shit on your ass
2: Yeah, I know and I feel <laughs> I feel good I feel good to be back man But I'm sorry about missing last week We're not going to bring that up But it's Legend's fault That's what not- I missed yeah, last week Yo, Schubert, do, do Adam, no, shoot, don't do that. Shoot, if Adam knows why, but that's for another day. We won't put it on, the, we won't uh talk about that on the pod. But I'm just glad, glad to be back, guys. Don't do that, bullshit. you know. Not my. I'm glad to be back. <laughs> All
1: right, but glad to have you. Let's start off real quick with the college football national champions. The your LSU fighting Tigers, the Bayou Bengals, won the national championship. I'm gonna start with uh, I'm gonna start with Julian. Julian, what did this national championship mean? How, how did it feel as a fan of the LSU Tigers? And then give me your takes from the game.
4: Oh, man, it, it felt great. It's Last time they won was, what, 2007? So, you know, it was about 13 years too late. You know, I really wish we could have gotten in 2011 because that was my favorite LSU team of all time still to this day with that, with that defense. But it felt great. It finally felt, you know, great to see uh, Coach O. Voice that trophy that he deserves especially given his path given joe burrow's path i mean that's the best lsu offense i've ever seen i don't think it's going anywhere or at least i didn't think it was going anywhere until joe brady up and left like i knew he would but uh, i just hope that it's the start of a dynasty like it's, it's the start of a new thing you know they're losing a lot of players but next year i think they're gonna reload i think they're gonna be excellent next year so and the thing we'll is the key- i'm just happy
1: They keep Jamar Chase, they keep Terrence Mitchell, they lose some Patrick Queen, they lose uh, Justin Jefferson, they lose Clyde Edwards, a Joe Burrow, but they keep a lot of the playmakers, Stingley's still there, Jamar Chase is still there, and I'm with you, LSU's one of those teams that hopefully now we can be like a Bama, be like a Clemson where we don't drop off, we reload. Losing Joe Brady hurts, I'm not going to lie, but I definitely think Ed Ogeron knows like for him to go get Joe Brady, he knows his weaknesses, and I don't think Ed Ogeron's is trying to go back to an LSU team that doesn't throw the football because he knows if that happens, he's gonna lose his job. So he ain't trying to have that happen again. So I think I think that it's gonna suck, but I think we'll get someone new to replace that uh, that that feeling. Schubert, would you would you take away from the game? Would you think of the game itself? Did Clemson ex- show you what you expected? Do you think LSU overperformed? How how do you what do you what were your takes away?
0: Man, ESPN gotta do something about that game. It's too long. (laughs) It was too long. (laughs) That was I was going way too late, man. Yeah, and then of course LSU didn't make it any easier. I had to shut that thing off in the fourth quarter and start watching the crown, man. I was done with it. (laughs) I was done with it. The crown. Oh my gosh. (laughs) But anyway man like that was that's been a heck of a season by LSU it's been a fun fun to watch like think about the teams that this team beat in one season Texas on the road Alabama Auburn you know two very solid teams in this season um Georgia who won the SEC East the they beat Oklahoma who wins the Big 12 and they had such a remarkable season too they were a fun team you know and then beating the this Clemson Dabos, team who is, yeah. you know, uh, with Trevor Lawrence who never lost, uh, Dabo Sweeney who's built arguably the best program of, of of anyone at the moment. And um, so, I mean, it's, it's just an incredible accomplishment what they've done uh, all in the stretch of a year. Um, and to see where they came from a year ago. Uh so I think that this is just a really great time to be in the moment. I'm glad I got to be in the state and in the city while everything was going on. Yeah, it was so popping. It, it was it was pretty popping. So yeah, you know, I think, you know, positive positive vibes about the the way the season turned out and uh that the SEC maintains a win um but you know definitely uh Definitely if, it was fun to see Clemson jump out and get ahead because I knew that they deserved to have like something good happen for them to show that they were a really really strong and a team that deserved to get a little bit more respect than they were given at the at the beginning of the game. But you yep, know I think some of their true. players played some really played really great.
1: No they did. And my thing was Clemson you saw their strength but I I knew the whole time When I saw LSU for the first two, three possessions get horrible field position, I said, just let LSU get decent field position, and the game will finally begin. And the moment they got decent field position and the offensive line started playing, the game broke wide open. LSU's offense was so good. The defense got stops when they needed Kudos to the LSU Tigers. You can check out the full game recap from primetime. Josh and Charles broke down the full game. Their their final, uh, I guess, episode from this season. They'll start recruiting soon. But the final episode from this season, check that out, and you can get for, more in, in-depth analysis.
0: For, for next year, I will say not – I'd say coming back is going to be very difficult for LSU, and it's not me trying to be hateful. It's just I think that that conference in itself is going to be so difficult with what's coming what's coming in. And then everyone's kind of refreshing. I don't know what to make out of it yet. You know. It's
1: going to be a good year next year. I'm crazy. I'm, I'm excited for next year's college football season. You got Lane Kiffin. You got Bama. You got Auburn. You got LSU. Leach. You got Georgia. Mike Leach coming in. Jimbo Mississippi Fisher. State. Yeah, man, this is gonna be good. But I I will say LSU's had a great recruiting class, so it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun season next year. The Ken Miles, Brennan, Phil, Joe Burrow shoes, or will it be someone else? That's gonna be something we're asking all off season. But let's jump to the NFL where Shuby, we were wrong, brother. Julian, we were wrong. Like we gotta call a spade a spade. We were wrong. The, but we always did say the Titans was that team that's the hot team. The Titans beat the Ravens. I'll start with you, Shuby. What'd you think about this game? Were you shocked? Was it? I'm not gonna be like the other m- not members of the media saying, "Oh, you see, Lamar Jackson isn't who we thought he was. He's still growing. It's his second year. Yeah, he got rattled a little bit, but the, you 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 live with that. You have these moments, and when he grows, I think he'll be an even better quarterback next year." But Schubert, what's your takeaway from this game?
0: Well, I just don't understand what the what was wrong with the Ravens in general. It was not necessarily a Lamar Jackson thing but why did he have 50 passes yeah it was they were a team that had lived and died by their run game against a team who lives and dies by their run game and then they didn't play to their own strength it was just it was really strange to me like they just abandoned the run game so fast um and it really was just one of those good consequence you know you know very lucky plays for the titans that kind of got them going in the third quarter um but you know there shouldn't have been that much panic with the ravens they had plenty of time to be able to stick with their run game and they didn't and i think that was what cost them there yeah i think I, i don't think it was a lamar issue I don't think it was Lamar yesterday
1: either. Julian, being that you're our resident Lamar Jackson fan, are you, are you blaming him for this game? What, what were your takeaways from this Titans-Baltimore Ravens match?
4: Um, I don't blame him at all for the game. My main takeaway was they were rusty. They should have uh, played Week 17 at least half, uh, half a game. Coach Bill Belichick, Tom Brady always plays Week 17. Even if there's a bye week, he'll play, Coach Belichick will play him half a game. So if he's doing it, everybody else should do it. The only person who shouldn't have played was Mark Ingram because he was hurt. And he was still hurt, as you could see it. He only yeah. had, like, maybe an average – I think he had maybe, like, 10 or 12 carries with like, three yards a carry. He, he even, even, well. less
1: than, even less than 12. He had six carries for 22 yards and he averaged three yards in a 10. Exactly. Well, as so. much as
0: you guys saw Justice Hill in the game, he only – he didn't have a single carry. No, none. Gus Edwards is
1: the only other person. The only three people who rushed was Lamar Jackson 20 times. He had 143. Mark Ingram for his six attempts, and then Gus Edwards for his three for 20 yards.
4: The game plan was already a recipe for disaster. So I think it wasn't all Lamar Jackson. I don't even put the blame on him. I I hate to say a collective blame because we always want to put a blame on somebody, but it was was everybody's fault. First starting the coaching staff. Uh, As far as Lamar Jackson... Like I said on Twitter, he he turned twenty three on the seventh of January, you know, a week ago. So I have no, you know, I'm not worried about him whatsoever. Uh, He's young. I know people have been waiting for his downfall and actively rooting for his downfall.
3: But I look at this man,
4: and you know why. But I look at this playoff game and I look at the way I saw the way he threw, and I compare it to last year's playoff game, and he's three times better than last year's playoff game. Now, earlier in the pod, like earlier, uh, you know, in the season, before the season started, I told you guys in the pod that he was going to get two times better this year because at Louisville, from his freshman year to his, second, to his sophomore year, he got way better. Well, at Louisville, from his sophomore year to his junior year, he still got way better. His passing got better every year. So I believe that he's going to get better even next year, he's going to be better even next year, especially with the passing. He made some key throws in that game that he couldn't have made last year. So as long as you see somebody like that progress, you shouldn't have to worry about him. No, um,
0: is he still gonna win the MVP? You think he has oh, to, bro? Has yeah, to I think so. That's the yeah. thing. But like, who else do to... you give
1: it to? You can't uh, give it to Pat, and you and you're not giving it to Russell Wilson because he lost too. But Lamar, has, Lamar Jackson has had the best regular season. It just sucks that his playoff his playoff season ends where it did. But I think this will be one of those moments, like how Kobe airballed the free throw. How all these great players have not airballed the free throw, airballed the three-point shot. All these great players have these these pl- heartbreaking playoff moments, and they either make them stronger or it makes them weaker. And I think it'll make Lamar Jackson stronger. But next up, we got we are who they thought they were. The segment where Kirk Cousins and the Minnesota Vikings come back down to reality. They lost twenty-seven to ten. Kirk Cousins looked pedestrian. 21, uh, 21 completions for 29 attempts, 172 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Look, the 49ers are just a good team. Their defense showed out, and Kirk couldn't. Kirk's magic wore off. Julian, what do you think of this game? I'll start with you on this one.
4: I mean, it was just a shit show from the beginning. Uh, the 49ers' defense just absolutely manhandled the Vikings' offense. They couldn't move. They couldn't, they couldn't get the a, ball.
1: Yeah, talk about Baltimore not being able to run. The, the
4: Vikings couldn't run the ball. And that's what their game is, uh, you know, based off of. Also, the uh, Vikings defense, you know, you could tell they were tired from from the beating before. It shows how important a bye week is. And that Vikings defense, I knew they were tired. Jimmy G didn't even play that well, but the 49ers just ran through them. That's just a good sign of good. If Jimmy G doesn't play well and they still, you know, beat them 27 to 10, that's just a sign of good coaching, good offensive play calling, good defensive play. Uh, You know, I thought the Minnesota Vikings would put more of a challenge, but I guess not. But but this week, we'll see.
1: Yeah, Jimmy G had a very pedestrian game himself, 11 completions from 19 attempts, 131 yards, and a touchdown. Schubert, your, your Vikings pick is out, but like you said, you, you felt that the 49ers were the best team in the NFC, and they win. What were, you, what were your thoughts on this game?
0: It wasn't a fun game to watch. It really yeah. wasn't. It was, um, you know, the Vikings just weren't there. They were getting beat by a defense that was just way too good for them. Um, Kirk Cousins just didn't, couldn't do anything with that. Um, and on the other hand, San Francisco was scoring points, but it wasn't like I was loving what they were doing. So it was just overall just a really awful game to watch. So I'm kind of questioning San Francisco going into this week. Not the defense, but the offense uh it's, it's all a mat you know if let's say Kirk Cousins was Aaron Rodgers i mean does does is that game completely different of course Aaron Rodgers would have feeling uh, and Diggs and not just Devontae Adams but
1: no we'll definitely get to that when we talk about our picks because i definitely think that will play into how this week fares speaking of Aaron Rodgers he his green bay packers beat the uh seattle seahawks and that game was just Russell Wilson was just out there by himself, just making plays, making this team win, because the Seahawks are not a good football team. Well, let me just be frank.
0: Well, it's the same old story with the Packers, too. They jump out to a lead, and then at the end of the game, they find a way to let the the, the team that doesn't deserve to be squeak, squeaking back into the game, back into the game, and have a chance to win. It's just like, that's why it's so weird to see the Packers in the NFC Championship game, too, because they've been this like team that just is always just done enough. And, like, I, that's where picking that game is so difficult for me.
1: Yeah, and then you look at the Packers. Like you said, he, Aaron Rodgers only has one weapon with Devontae Adams. Jimmy Graham is not the same player at all. And uh, uh, who's he going to throw to? Jamario Allison, Jamal Williams? Like, this. It, the Packers is, is such a conundrum of a team. But Aaron Rodgers finally has a solid enough defense to where – and his run game's really good to where that some of those holes get filled. But it's like you said, the Seattle Seahawks had no reason being in that you,
0: game at all. You don't notice the one trait that all these teams have. Really strong defense and a run game. Looks yeah. like uh, that's still the staple of winning in the NFL.
1: You're right. No, no, I'm not going to disagree with that. Well, there's one team that won without having a really good defense and a really good run game, and they scored 51 points. And this game, I know if you look at the final score and you see 51-31, you might not think this game was fun, but the Kansas City Chiefs and Houston Texans had the best half of a football game I've seen in a long time. I I, I tweeted during the game, Julian, looks like uh, Andy Reid lost the game again. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, my goodness. Patrick Mahomes throws five touchdowns, 321 yards, 23 or 35 attempts, and then the Chiefs beat the Texans. Julian, what was your takeaway from this game? And I know you didn't like Bill O'Brien, and I'm kind of – Bill O'Brien should get fired after this 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 loss, but I'm going to get your takes on it now.
4: Well, he won't get fired because I think the owner released something saying that he won't get fired. You know, he should be fired, but that's neither here nor there. Sean Watson's is going to get paid. Eh sacrifice your body you get paid about 30 something million that's on you but um my thoughts on that game kansas city they could really score at will just like lsu whenever they want to score they can i mean credit to patrick mahomes in that offense he was lightening up no panic nothing they were down 24 to nothing i thought the game was over and then all of a sudden they just come back one play at a time I, I they came was just...
1: back all in the second quarter they scored 28 points to houston's three points all in the second quarter it was amazing like watching that on tv it was i literally went from my house to pick up food from my mom who lives maybe five to ten minutes away and by the time i get home kansas city's back in the game it was like what the hell just happened
4: yeah i mean credit to them in houston i mean i don't I don't know what happened. I mean, I could blame the coach, but damn, you, you know, you just can't, you know, some, some people talk about some of the key plays. It was like, oh, he had a fourth and one and uh, he punted it. It was a fourth and one closer to their end zone, maybe like on the 45 yard line. And he should have went for it. But he uh, instead of doing it, I think he either punted or kicked, he kicked the field goal instead, which made it 24 to nothing. But still, I mean, I don't really think any of that was relevant. You were up 24 to nothing. Even if you would have missed a field goal, you were still up 21 to nothing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I mean, I, don't, I just I, I don't want to blame it on anything about Houston. Credit to Kansas City and Patrick Mahomes and the defense. You know, they slowed everything down. I mean, I'm excited to see this Kansas City team. Also, as, a, as opposed to Andy Reid, um, he usually chokes in the. AFC or NFC championship game. So so we'll wait and see. <laughs> we'll go, hold man.
1: back on we'll pull back yeah. on Eddie. But yeah, no man. This, Sh- look look, this Houston Texans defense, I'm putting a lot of blame on them. But Schubert, go ahead.
0: Yeah. I mean, shout out for the you know, the Patriots defense wise. Shout out to the honey badger, man. Like he was you know, he's really putting it on out there for them. I've been watching some of like uh you know, some of the plays that he just w- was tearing it up on. There's one play in particular that's been floating around on Twitter where he pretty much picks up two options, um, fakes a blitz, go- goes back into coverage, and then gets the quarterback who was scrambling. Yeah. I mean, he's he, w- he was playing a pretty phenomenal game on the, on the defensive side. But, man, the Chiefs offense was explosive, electric. It's one of those things with Travis Kelsey. It's just how do you bring him down? He's a lot of... Gronkowski in that way um, but that's the thing with the Chiefs with what they showed and how they can score do they become the dominant team out of the four Yeah, that's I, that's, that's the question that I, that I have now um, but when it comes to Houston yeah man Bill O'Brien is is dragging that team down and I hated seeing Deshaun Watson's uh, press conference where he was like I'm behind Bill O'Brien 100% yeah I know and I'm like, oh, gosh, here we go. So,
1: Jesus.
0: I, I just don't know what else you can do if you're the Texans. You, you've you given Deshaun Watson the weapons. I guess you just need to fortify the line a little bit more um, in the run game. Yeah, uh, but, but I will
1: say this. That defense is getting old. That pass rush is getting older. I don't know how much longer J.J. Watt can hold up. That'll just be something seeing. Did Houston miss their window, or are they still in their window? We're going to see in these next couple of years. It could be but. the rise of
0: Tennessee, and, you know, with uh, – the Colts looking to retool, this could be a bad time for Houston. But Deshaun Watson's is Deshaun Watson, so you got to trust him.
1: That's the thing. They have a quarterback, so as long as they have that, they are in not a bad position. Let's jump to the picks for this week. Let's start Packers 49ers, and I'll start off. Look, man, I don't – as much as the 49ers' defense is good, I think Aaron Rodgers is a great quarterback, and I think he can make something happen. But there's just that Matt LaFleur offensive scheme. But can Jimmy G – produce, and I love Jimmy G as a quarterback. This is tough. I think Kyle Shanahan's the best call, offense, best offensive coach left in the NFC. I'm not going to say he's better than Andy Reid, but he's up there. Um, I want to say the Packers, but something inside my gut tells me, go with the 49ers and Jimmy G. This is his emergence with Kyle Shanahan. I'm picking the 49ers. Schubert, who you got?
0: 49ers, Packers. Like I said, I just feel like it's, it's really hard to pick between those two teams. And I really don't feel like the 49ers' home field advantage is really that big of an impact. I just don't know if the Packers can overcome that defense of the 49ers. 40, the, the 49ers' defense is like a defense, NFC-wise, that you, nobody else can compare to. Um, I would only say that the the team that could compare may be the Titans on the other end. But I think that the, the players that are on the 49ers are obviously... And the personnel is obviously way way stronger. So, I mean, I give it to the 49ers for that reason. I kind of give them the favorite out of everyone right now just because of the defense. Um, But, yeah, I put them in the Super Bowl. All
1: right, Julian, who you got, Packers 49ers?
0: Uh,
4: Everything tells you to pick the 49ers, considering that they have the way better defense, and the Packers are completely down um, all their receivers except one, which Richard Sherman, who I don't care for, will be covering. The spread on the game is Packers plus seven and a half. So the 49ers are favored by seven and a half points. With all that being said, I'm going with the Packers. And Rodgers is a bad man. He hasn't played that well this year. but Uh, I I don't blame you. It's coming. It's coming. And even if they don't, I'm still taking the seven and a half. That's easy money so i'm I'm going I, I believe the Packers some just tells me if, if the Packers game i I'd it should be one of those games you know it's a no I,
1: I, look man i'm I, I like like I said I want to pick the everything wants me to pick the Packers but it's just my gut saying 49ers because they're a better team I would not be surprised if the Packers win like all your picks Julian has the Packers I got 49ers Trubert has the 49ers let's jump to Titans Chiefs. I'm rocking with the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. The Texans are the hot team. The Texans are death by a million cuts. Wouldn't be surprised if they win. Derrick Henry's been playing a phenomenal game. But something about the Chiefs, they have the best player in football. They have the bad man himself, Patrick Mahomes. And I think offense will beat defense in this game. I'm breaking the Andy Reid curse, and Andy Reid makes it to to the Super Bowl. Julian, who you got?
4: I got the Chiefs. Um... They're just a way, I think they're just all around a better team except on defense, which doesn't really matter for the Chiefs, as long as they make a few key stops, which they can do. And, uh, you know, Ryan Tannehill is not much of a threat throwing the ball. You know, like Derrick Henry, run wild, sure, but Patrick Mahomes can score in two seconds. So, for that, I got the Chiefs,
0: and it's at home. Yeah, Schubert, who you got? Yeah, I got to take the Chiefs at home. Um, Patrick Mahomes. You know, I think if that game wasn't didn't go the way that it did. I may have been leaning the Titans' direction, but just what they were able to accomplish being down the, the way they were and scoring all those points. um, and, and I feel like their home field advantage means a lot more than the 49ers' the home field advantage. Yeah. So I, I would give it to the Chiefs here. Man, if the Titans were
1: playing the Texans, they'd be going to the Super Bowl. I'm just saying, like, the, the oh,
0: Titans... Yeah.
1: I think they'd have beat Deshaun Watson and then the Texans, man. I really do. I like what Vrabel's putting together. I just don't think they can beat the Chiefs. But we shall see for our Super Bowl. So I have the... Chiefs and the 49ers. Schubert has the Chiefs and the 49ers. Julian has the Chiefs and the Packers. We'll see who makes it to the Super Bowl. Let's bring in Justin. Time to get to our NBA coverage. We have a a discussion topic for the day in the NBA before we jump to a couple teams. We're going to talk Pelicans, of course, and Zion. I want to ask why the Houston Texans are losing constantly, even though they're standing. I mean, not the Texans, or the Rockets. Even though they're in the standings, they're fifth, they're, they're falling. We want to get to that in a little bit later. But I want to ask because I saw this on Twitter, and I think it's very, very interesting. Due to Steph Curry's injury and due to the Rockets not doing that well, due to the Trailblazers not doing that well, I wanted to ask who is the best point guard in the NBA? I'm going to start with Justin. I have my answer. Justin, tell me who you think is the best point guard in the NBA. I
2: mean, there's some good point guards in the, in, uh, in the NBA right now. You know, you have the Celtics with Kimball Walker. You got um, – you have – I mean, Kyrie Irving's coming but He came back. He's still doing pretty good. He started off pretty hot. Uh, but I'm not to go with – and then y'all, y'all, you also have Damian Lillard also. But I think the best point guard right now in the NBA – is um I'm gonna have to go with Trey Young. Oh my god you really going with Trey Young right now? I mean his his team's not good but I think he's the best point guard.
1: Oh I just, up, I just I just mean,
2: wholeheartedly I think he's he's the best point guard right now. In the league. Oh, he just plays okay. on a bad team.
1: That's your that's your pick. I'm not hating on your pick. That's what's up. You got Trey Young. I'm with you. Okay. Well, I'm not with you, but that's your pick. Cool beans. Uh, but,
2: but second, second would be Kimball Walker because his team's doing very good. Okay. Like, I mean, not very good, but like they're up there in the standings. They're third in the they're third in the east. So that'd be my set second pick. But Trey Young is dominating right now.
1: Okay, so you're going with the scoring. All right, Julian, I'm gonna come to you. Best point guard in the NBA. Who you got?
4: Well, that's simple, and it's not a cop-out answer. And before I tell you this answer, whenever you think of point guard, what is the point guard? The leader of the team who distributes the ball to everyone and makes plays for everyone. And
0: yeah. with that being
4: said, I'm going with LeBron James. Oh,
2: oh, yo, Ty, he's not a point guard.
4: Oh, my gosh. You sure about that? That's worse not, than. That's worse the, than Justin's answer. <laughs> he's not a point I'm guard. Sure. You mean to tell me LeBron James, Magic Johnson was not a point guard? I mean, you, you're telling me LeBron James doesn't distribute the ball better than anybody in the NBA? Isn't that what a point guard is supposed to do? Doesn't LeBron James dribble the ball up and down the floor throughout the whole time? <laughs> so Isn't that and, what a point guard does? So not let him get stuff up. the history.
1: Justin, let him get his stuff off. We're gonna finish. We're gonna we're gonna discuss That's once why, everybody
4: I says mean, their answers. It's it's simple as that. He does he distributes the ball better than anybody, and he dribbles the ball up and down the court. For that being said, he basically is a point guard. Um, yeah, it's, it's easy It's LeBron James. He's he's a leader. I mean, he's a I point thought, guard. I, I thought he's you were every gonna every say my answer, but you oh, I, I have another answer if that doesn't work for you guys. But I mean, that works. We're oh, gonna here, you, answer. Yeah, we gonna get to that in a second, Schubert.
0: Who's your point best point guard in the NBA right now? Right now, Mm, I don't know. I feel like since I think I just think it's really difficult because I just don't know how to compare who the best point guard is right now. But I think the point guard that um, man that's hard because like there's one pick that I want to go with, and I'm like, uh, like.
4: So it there's not bad. enough
0: track record, and then there's another person I want to go with, and I'm like, but are they like the best point guard? Um, uh, I'm gonna go with uh, John ja Morant. Oh my god! I knew Whoa, what I'm, I, just, I knew. Whoa. Someone was gonna
1: say it. <laughs> oh,
0: I was. I knew someone was gonna
1: say it too. <sighs> I,
0: I'd rather. I oh. like that. It's just because I like, like him, though. I like. It's him. just because like the, the whole point guard thing. It's just like position wise. I, there's a lot of people out there that are playing, you know, good guard, but I just don't know. Like with, because I don't think like the you know, the only other point guards I can think of off the top of my head that are playing like at high levels, people like Damian Lillard. i like, he's not the best point guard right now. But the other pick that I wanted to put out there was Chris Paul, and just because yeah. like I feel like Chris Paul is really kind of uh, made his game. He's changed his game to fit better with his current team and has, you know, impacted their game. And, you know, watching him play with this with the Thunder right now has been really, you know, different than what we've seen of him in more recent seasons, in my opinion. But that was that was where I was like going with. You should have went
1: with that, man. You had the right answer because that's what I have to me. The best point guard in the NBA, and it, it, when Julian said it's not a complicated answer, it's not a difficult answer, I thought he was going my way. And then I thought when Schubert, Schubert said my answer, I was like, oh, all right, well, I see. The, the best point guard is not a difficult answer. It is Chris Paul. What Chris Paul has done for the Oklahoma City Thunder by distributing the ball, getting his teammates involved, making his teammates better, he is the quintessential definition of a point guard. And I know he's older and, and whatnot, but he is still the best point guard smoking. Though the, the Oklahoma City Thunder has no reason to be – Seventh in the West right now with 23 and 18, but they are because of Chris Paul's leadership in getting these these role player s team these role player s players to come in and buy into Billy Donovan's system, and he's making sure everyone plays together. In their last one against the Minnesota Timberwolves, uh, Chris Paul had. Ten points. He had a solid seven assists and four rebounds, and he got everybody else involved. Not a lot of points, but it's it's what he does on the defense. They lost to the Raptors tonight, but Chris Paul still had a very very good game with 16 points, 11 assists. He gets his teammates involved. He plays good defense. I know he's old, but Chris Paul is still the best point guard in the NBA. Now I'm gonna say this out of all the answers, besides myself, I'm not accepting yours, Justin, and I'm not accepting John Morantz. I'm I'm, I'm imagining Schubert said. Uh, Chris Paul, Julian. I actually like your pick of LeBron because LeBron is the real point guard of the Lakers. So I think I had the best answer. Julian had the second best. Justin, <laughs> I, don't, I don't like your Trey Young answer. I have, I have a <laughs> Being honest, I
2: have a question. I have a question. So in history, when we talk about the best point guards in history, are we gonna say LeBron James? No. Yeah. No. Well. Mm-hmm.
0: No, when
2: we say me, best small forwards, are we gonna say LeBron yes. James? Yes. No, I agree. Yeah. With okay, so yes. he's a small forward. He's not a point guard. They just put the ball in his hands this year. So that makes no sense. He's not a point he guard. The most assist. He's Justin, the most assist
1: this year. I agree with you every other year of LeBron James's career, but this year in particular, they choose not to play a point. They their lineup is such: JaVale McGee, Kyle Kuzma or AD, depending on if, if AD is healthy. Bron, Danny Green, oh, and Avery let. he is LeBron is listed as their point guard. This is the one year I accept Julian's response, but if we're looking historically, yes, you are right, Justin. LeBron James is considered a small forward. He's a point I, forward. He's a point forward, yes, 100%, but just he's for... He's not this, a point he guard. He's a for, point forward. But for this year, I'll accept it. I'll accept it as an answer, because he's doing what Ben Simmons does, or what Ben Simmons is doing with LeBron does.
2: No, no, Ben Simmons is a point. He came into the league as a point guard, bringing the ball down. They just put the ball in LeBron James' hands because he's so good.
4: But, um, but okay. If LeBron comes down with the ball, and he could shoot better than Ben Simmons, the guard part is actually real for LeBron, unlike Ben Simmons. We're just doing
1: semantics right now, Justin. But I'm just saying, you can acknowledge that on the Lakers team, LeBron James is the lead playmaker. He's the dude who sets up the offense. He's the one who runs it. In in normal traditional basketball, the dude who runs the offense is the point guard.
2: Okay, but like I'm saying he's not a point guard though. He just has the ball in his hands. I get that. Because but... he's the best playmaker on the court. All so, right, so what's going to give it to him?
1: So, okay, so we'll will negate Julian's LeBron answer. Your, your answer still not better than my Chris Paul one. So yes, you can't he's in the
4: Answer, I think LeBron's <laughs> leading an assist. He's We're not a, okay. I mean,
2: so so like that's like okay. So that's like like so in the past couple of years when James Harden's been dominating, bringing the ball down. Well, I called, him James, him a point guard. Oh, I, they I called him
4: a shooting guard. guard, guard. I, I called
2: right? James Harden. I did. I used anyway, to
4: consider I mean, him a point guard for sure. If you call Wes Russell Westbrook a point guard, you can call James Harden a point guard. That's all I got to say about that. Okay, oh, yeah.
2: hey, there's a couple of people that said that James Harden, he was not a point guard because he was just such a great scorer. Like, but he brought the ball down. But they said he wasn't a point guard because he, he was just scoring the ball. But he brought yeah, the ball as well, down, so he's he a point a guard.
1: Let me give Julian's argument some more credence. All the other years, LeBron has never averaged over nine assists. That was when he was playing small forward. This year, if you look at basketball reference and ESPN, they have them listed as a point guard for the Lakers and he has averaged ten point seven assists this year. He's averaging. Uh,
2: so if that's the case, if we're play, if we're doing that, then I would say he's the best point guard in the league too. All right. Well I'm, I'm He's the best player in the league. I'm, and back to the, back, wait, he's the best player in the league. Cut that shit out, Justin. Cut yes that now. That's what you gonna say. Yes he is. It is Kawhi Leonard, and I'm not hearing was no, not, but whatever. He was one championship and he's the best player in the league. That's crazy.
1: LeBron James doesn't play defense, but we're talking about point guards right now. So.
2: <laughs> okay, okay, so since, we're talking about Kawhi, since okay, we're so, play games. <laughs> I mean, come on. So since okay, so since we're talking about point guards, Trey Young is more dominating than Chris Paul.
1: Domin- does, does Trey Bro. Young make his teammates better?
2: Does he make his teammates better? That's my question. You can't make them bums better on the Atlanta <laughs> Exactly. He's averaging 8.5 assists. How many times has <laughs> he dropped 40? Every a- single, like, look, every look, look, every look, look, single week, I get at least one alert. Trey Young has scored 40 points, 10 assists, and some crazy stat line. And at they lost. Look, Justin, and they lose. Look at his
4: no, team. Wait, wait, Justin, I'm going to help you out. Justin, I'm going to help you out. Linda, you said Chris Paul, right? Yeah. And I say, you look at that Oklahoma City Thunder team, they shouldn't be seventh. Yes, they should be. They remind me of the Clippers last year. That Oklahoma City Thunder team, if you look at that roster, they're two superstars away from competing from a championship. That's how they were built. They have probably the deepest roster, full of, and they have a roster full of veterans. I mean, you just look at all the role players and whatnot. So it doesn't surprise me that they're seventh in the West. It's like the Clippers last year. The Clippers had a loaded roster ready for a championship. They just needed two superstars, which they finally got. But last year, they made the eighth seed, and everybody's like, I can't believe they made the eighth seed. Oh, really? Look at the teams that didn't make the playoffs. You know, the Pelicans weren't going anywhere. The Timberwolves are always a disappointment. The Suns are always a disappointment. You know what I'm saying? Sacramento Kings, you really think they're going to make the playoffs? I so can, I can... Some of the other teams, of course, they're going to be seventh in the West. I mean, that that's not a big surprise. When you look, Sacramento, still nothing. New Orleans is finally, you know, getting their foot in the ground, but – you're right when anywhere. you say
1: you're right when you say they're a team full of veterans, but no vet. They're they're role playing veterans, and then a bunch of young people like Hamadi Diallo, uh, Shea Gilgis Alexander. They're not they're,
2: bad. Those aren't bad. No, they're, they're not
1: bad, bad, bad players. players. I'm not saying I'm not saying they're bad players. I'm saying they're young players. They have a. There are they are young Hamadi Diallo, De, Darius Baisley, uh, Shea Gilgis, Deontay Burton. They're a young team. They have veterans like Dennis Schroeder uh Stephen Adams, Terrence Ferguson, Danilo Garinari, but without a guy like Chris Paul to set up the offense to get everybody involved, that's what makes him such a good point guard. That he's 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 taking these young diamonds in the roughs and these vets who are diamonds who kind of lost a little bit of their shearing Sheen or Shine And he's bringing a light on them to make Everyone play to the best of their Abilities Trey Young might be the best Scoring Man. point guard he might be the best Scoring point guard in the league now that Steph Curry's Gone but is he the best Overall point
2: guard fuck No meanwhile Trey Young Has Vince Curry and John Collins
1: And he got Cam wait wait we not Go we not gonna act like he don't no, have
2: a Cam has Cam, been not... underperforming Since, since, since Duke He's been on performance since Duke. Like, when, is he, Cam, finally, when DeAndre, is he gonna finally reach his potential, man? I want Kevin for Cam Rage Rage Rage.
1: to be Cam Rage. I'm ready for it too. He got Cam, he got Kevin Herter, who's dropping 20 points. That white boy can shoot it.
2: Uh he got
1: John Cott. He got a young team, man. And he got players that are if he was if Trey Young was what everybody says he was, he would, he would equate to more wins. If I'm just saying, if he was what everybody says he was, he would have at least sixteen wins, like Devin Booker, given the, the the Phoenix Suns. All I'm
2: saying, all like I'm nine. saying, all I'm saying is that the is that the Hawks aren't talking about trading them. They won't trade him.
1: Well, yeah, because he's a future. I'm not saying he's a bad player. I'm just saying he's not the best point guard. Even even Schubert's crazy pick of John ja Morant got the Grizzlies at nine, nineteen, and twenty two.
0: Yeah, he's playing. <laughs> he's, he's he's just fun to watch. Yeah, he, he is, is like. Good. He I just like good. watching their,
2: their games right
0: now. John
1: Morant's the best rookie this year. I give him that. Big facts. Oh, like, yeah.
2: Easy. He's gonna be a superstar. Like, I already knew
1: that. That kid that is that kid is amazing. Like he he has Russell Westbrook at esque burst in athleticism, but he's not selfish like Russell Westbrook. He's not selfish. He's more of a Chris Paul pass first that that, but he can actually shoot the ball. So John Moran's gonna be a fun uh kid to watch. You guys let us know on Twitter who you think was right. Was it Lyndon with Chris Paul? Was it Schubert with John ja Morant? Was it J- Justin with Trey Young? Or was it Julian with LeBron James? Or who do you think is the best point guard in the NBA? Let us know at bros Who think on Twitter or tweet at whichever person on this panel you want to tweet at. And let's begin the conversation. I want to uh, jump to the Pelicans. Shuby, the Pelicans, baby Zion. He's making his debut at against the Spurs on 122. What should we expect? Do we think the Pelicans are going to make the playoffs? I ask uh, every
0: week. I don't know. I think the game um, next week on TNT against the Grizzlies is going to be pretty telling. Grizzlies are holding eighth spot right now. They're playing some pretty, you know, they're playing good basketball. They're, they're winning games. John Morant's blending well with the team. That's going to be the big thing when Zion comes back. How well is he going to blend with the team right now? Um, they need to keep winning games. Yeah, the, the game that they're playing probably uh, as this as this podcast comes out, they're playing the Jazz. Then they play the Clippers. So those are two really tough games that they could beat the Jazz somehow. That'd be amazing. Big, yeah. Um, or the Clippers. I doubt that it, bo- they beat both. But a big a win against the Grizzlies would be huge. And then when Zion comes back, you're gonna have to play with the Spurs that night and you're going to have a big game against the Celtics pretty soon. And we saw how they played against the Celtics the other night. The Celtics are playing really great basketball. They're one of the best teams in the East, and so they're a hard team to, hard team to play. But that will be the big first test with Zion. Uh, but, you know, we, we're, we saw them play really well without, you know, JJ on the bench and Drew Holiday on the bench. And we saw guys like Nicola Melley finally – Come, uh, you know, play a big game. Uh, Julie Okafer played really great the other night. So players are stepping up, and the team is finally starting to be cohesive. Lonzo's being consistent. Lonzo's so goes- looking
1: like that. Wait, I got to go to Julian on this one. Yo, yeah. Julian, Lonzo's been looking good, bro. Like, he's finally attacking. Like, he's not lazy anymore. W- w- what do you have to say about Lonzo Ball playing well?
4: I mean about time i'm happy for him uh he's on the right team to do so i don't know what was holding him back whether it was some injury that he's had that we didn't really know about it had to be an if, injury or if the coach told him that he's a good three-point shooter which he is not um i I, it, I, it had to have been an injury you're right I, I don't know because he just needs to keep it up he's not met the not everyone's a great shooter it's not a big deal you got years to work on that like Go to the basket like you did at UCLA and create for people. There's a reason, JJ. Every time I look at the box score and I see JJ Reddick has 20-something points, I know they lost. Okay? He's not (laughs) supposed to be shooting like that. Uh, JJ Reddick's not supposed to be shooting off the dribble like I I see him. Every time I put on a Pelicans game, he's shooting off the dribble and things like that. That's not how that offense works. Like, Alonzo's supposed to be there to kick it out to someone like JJ Reddick. You know what I mean? So, as long as he can keep going in on the inside, great things can happen. uh I'm just excited to see how the dynamic is gonna change whenever uh Zion, Zion comes, comes. back. Yeah, I,
1: I think we're gonna see a, a much better Lonzo ball when Zion plays because Lonzo Ball is a triple-double machine waiting to happen. He crashes, gotta give Lonzo his props because he crashes the, the, the rebounds better than most guards do. And I think as long as he keeps driving and, and attacking, he will flourish getting 17, 9, and 12 last game against the Pistons. Looking good, brother. I'm I'm happy for Zion. Justin, you're the one who, who is the guy who thinks the Pelicans will make the playoffs. What are you expecting from Zion Williamson himself?
2: Well, I think he's going to start off a little slow. But I think, uh, like, I mean, like, first few games, I think he'll, like, you know, try to find his, his rhythm. He'll probably start off slow. But I think once he finds it, I think he'll take off. Yeah. And maybe win rookie of the year. Oh, I don't know. And, I don't like, know if not that good. Hey, I'm, 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 I believe in Zion. I believe Was that, that, that? I think it might
4: go to Ben Simmons. <laughs> <The rookie. laughs> I don't know if he gets the joke.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah,
1: but not nah, no. Nah, look, Zion. I think he will be slow a couple games, but I think he will show us something in every game. And I hope he makes the steps to be the player that we all expect him to be. Again, January twenty second will be Zion's first game. What is up with the Houston Rockets? Why do every time do I turn on the TV, they're losing? They are 26 and, and 13. Justin, is it too soon for me to say the Russell Westbrook experience isn't working?
2: I, I mean, it's not too soon. Like, we didn't expect them to be number one in the West or, you know, number two. Like, I expect them to be, I mean, I expect them to be a little bit higher than number five. Like, five isn't too good. But, I mean, it's all about how they do in the playoffs and how they finish the season. Uh but I think like they gotta pick it up on defense, man. Like you they just don't they expect to just outscore teams and the NBA, you know, guys are gonna make shots but you gotta be able to stop teams and I think like their defense is just where they lack is where they lack the most at is, is on defense. So I think like once they start doing better at that or if they ever do figure it out, you know, they'll be a better team. But if they don't if they don't play defense then they won't win any games. And yeah. you know I mean? West, Westbrook is going to be Westbrook, so you you can't really, you know, expect him to change. Like, it is what it is. But as a team, they got to come together and start playing better defense.
1: I'm gonna give try West, to actually
2: stop teams and not try to outscore them.
1: I'm going to give Westbrook some slack. He hasn't been playing bad. His field goal percentage, he's shooting about 48% from two, which isn't great. And he's shooting like 43 from uh, three, which isn't great. Oh, no, he's shooting uh 20, 23 from three, excuse me, which is not good. 23% is horrible. He That's what, he Westbrook got to stop shooting threes. He's shooting 23% and he's attempting four threes a game, only making one. Like, he, that that offense isn't suited for him. He just needs to shoot layups and drive and, and do mid-ranges. But he's not playing bad. He hasn't 24 and seven and seven rebounds a game. I just think... Man, I'm with you, Justin. I think they gotta play better defense because the Houston Rockets are atrocious on defense.
2: Because like all the teams that are in front of them, the, the the Clippers, they uh the they play defense. Nuggets, they play defense. Jazz, they play defense. And Lakers, they they also play defense. No, the Lakers. So play everyone
1: semi defense.
2: <laughs> I mean, they got a LeBron and, uh, and Anthony Davis. Also, like, defense, bro. But they he put, they do enough to win the games. Like you got two. He like have to
4: play defense. They have other players on the team that play pretty good defense, especially from the interior. If you play good interior defense, it's it's a wrap. Once you start out rebounding everybody, you're good to go.
2: Yeah, exactly. Think, like they got Lakers every rally too. So, like, I think Lakers fans
1: giving enough credit to Dwight Howard, man. Dwight Howard, the reason. Oh, for I do. Why y'all ball on the interior
2: yeah. presence. Yeah. Like they're, they they're the inside, like really down pack. Dwight presence. Howard's been having
1: some of the best games of his career this year. Shout out to Dwight. He's the reason why the Lakers winning.
2: Yeah. But everyone else, I mean below the Rockets, you know, they they're not a great defensive teams like Mavericks, Thunder. I, I'm bit, like basically I'm basically saying once the if the Rockets can start playing defense and be take pride on defense as much as they do on offense, then they may start beating teams.
1: Yeah, no, I'm with you on that. Word, word, word. Well, that's about. I just wanted to touch on the Rockets real quick. Like Schubert said, the Celtics are one of the surprising teams in the East. They're playing really, really good along with the Miami Heat. I don't think the Bucks are going to make it, man. I think it's going to either be the Heat or the Celtics making the NBA Finals from the East. But we'll talk more about that next week. Loved our, our, our best uh, point guard conversation, but that's all the time we have this week. Uh, Justin, tell the people they can find you at on social media
2: so everyone can find me on all so, social media platforms i'm on twitter uh, my handle name is Justin batiste 22 uh instagram as well and yeah you guys can find me all social uh platforms uh, also follow me on linkedin too J- justin batiste
1: i'll go follow him on linkedin he my guy he might need a Mr. job
2: professional exactly oh Let's... yeah yeah definitely
1: go check him out on linkedin julian tell the people they can
4: find you out on social media you can follow me on Twitter at JujuNav, J-U-J-U-N-A-V. Come follow me. Get all your sports news and gossip with me. I'll trigger you.
2: Probably definitely will. That. Yes, sir, for sure. <laughs> That's Y'all facts. That definitely
1: bonus. will
4: trigger
0: you.
1: That is not a lie. shoot tell the people where you they can follow you on social media.
0: I also just joined LinkedIn, but uh, you can <laughs> find me on Twitter and, and it's Instagram. It's never too right? late. At A. shubert fourteen. And you can listen to the Bros Who Binge podcast every Monday. Uh, Last week, Lyndon and I were, well, Lyndon was joined by Sammy from The Circle. And, you know, The Circle just premiered and had its finale this week. So we'll definitely be talking about it again. She's coming
1: back. So what's
0: up? Yep, she's coming back. So we're definitely going to (laughs) have a lot of talk about The Circle. So I hope everyone out there has been watching it.
1: Shout out to the our homie Sammy from the Circle. If you're not watching the Circle on Netflix, go check it out. Cause I hope she wins that $100,000. I'ma find out tonight, so it's gonna be litty.
0: But Sammy's got the tea.
1: Yeah, we oh, she's bringing all the tea on Monday. It's gonna be hot fire. But you can follow me at LinBWt on Twitter. Follow the Bros Who Think at Bros Who Think. Be sure. Look, we're doing giveaways at the end of the month. You still have time to, to enter in the giveaway. And if you're like, how do I enter? All you have to do is fo- we're going to do a giveaway for each account. So, and when I say each account, we're going to do a giveaway for our Twitter followers. Follow us on BW at Bros Who- at Bros Who Think on Twitter, and if you follow us, you'll be entered in for the giveaway. Like our profile on Facebook, Facebook slash Bros Who Think. If you like it, you will be entered in the giveaway. If you subscribe to the YouTube or if you comment on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or if you follow us on SoundCloud, you will be entered in the streaming platform (laughs) giveaway. And if you follow us on Instagram, at Anime Talk Pod, you will be entered in a specific anime centered giveaway. You have a chance to win up to four prizes a month from the Bros Who Think Network. This is our way of giving back. All you gotta do is go follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, uh, subscribe on YouTube, or whatever streaming service you do. Or follow us on Anime Talk Pod And you will be entering the giveaway We're pulling our first name in two weeks On January 31st And the winners will get their prize The following week We're super super excited for that But that's all the time we have for today Be sure to follow all the guys From Doom to Schubert to Justin to Julian Follow everybody on the account Follow the Think Network And thank you for listening to us each and every week We really really appreciate it But we will be back next Thursday for Julian, for Schubert, for Doom, for Justin. My name is Lindenberg. You guys have a great, great weekend. We'll be back to talk to you on Thursday. Until then, have a good one. Peace. The me like a dream, but I ain't sleeping. It don't take a psychic to read. I like the finer things. The green Lamborghini, Llama Bean. Little mama just copped this ride for me. On the fly, just like some socks and jeans. It's a common theme. Kind your queen, I ain't even got a squeeze Shopping sprees to your wallet bleed If I want your wife I could pop up a wild bottom feed Feast with the mob but not with lobsters eat You obviously weak I spend quality time with bees for I be It's creatures underneath the sheets If it's love then why would I just have it leave